0: On Holy Thursday and Good Friday, we followed the movement of our Lord from Gethsemane to Golgotha. With our hearts in our throats, we watched as Jesus was betrayed by Judas, denied by Peter, and condemned by Pilate. There was no doubt at all that he had died. All of Jerusalem knew him, and all of Jerusalem knew of his death. Now it was Sunday. The Sabbath had passed quietly. Most of the disciples were now sequestered, isolated by fear of the Jews, and grief-stricken over the death of Jesus. How could they have been so wrong? What were they to do? What would become of them? They had been ostracized by the religious leaders. They were certainly not welcome in the temple. Everything had been taken from them, or so it seemed. On that first Easter morning, The disciples were in a state of shock and utter bewilderment. They did not know what to make of it. Everything was in a sort of fog. The tomb was empty. There was talk of angels. For the disciples who were on the road to Emmaus, it was a time of disappointment. Their hopes had been dashed with the crucifixion and death of the Lord. Although one of the women claimed to have seen the Lord, others merely believed that his body had been stolen. The two disciples in today's gospel had probably had quite enough. They were going home. There was nothing left for them in Jerusalem. Perhaps The whole thing had been a wild goose chase. Oh, how foolish you are! How slow of heart to believe all that the prophet spoke! Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And then he explained to them everything that referred to him in the scriptures. In order to redeem mankind from its sins, Jesus allowed himself to be nailed to the tree. The unblemished lamb sacrificed for the sins of others. In order to overcome death, he had first to lay down his life. In order to conquer death, he had to taste death. Without his resurrection, his death would have been meaningless. Without proof of his resurrection, the whole thing would have been unbelievable. The two disciples in today's gospel would be his witnesses. Their credibility is anchored in their inability to perceive him until the breaking of the bread when their eyes were opened and then he vanished from their sight. On the night before he died he had broken the bread. It was on that night gave his apostles the authority and the mandate to do the same. Do this in memory of me. And now he provided proof of his resurrection in the breaking of the bread. From our vantage point across the centuries we've come to a pretty good understanding of the meaning of the resurrection Because we died with Christ in baptism, we share in his resurrection. Death has no power over us because it has no power over him. In a few moments, Amon John Fitzgerald will share in this birthright. On an intellectual level, we understand it. But still, we too often struggle to internalize it. Today's gospel reminds us that for us, as for the disciples, the proof of his resurrection is to be found in the breaking of the bread. Jesus has promised, I am with you always to the end of the world. It is in the breaking of the bread where Christ, through the hands of his priests, makes himself present, body, blood, soul, and divinity. It is in the breaking of the bread where Christ is truly present. The Eucharist is no mere symbol. It is in the breaking of the bread where we will encounter Christ. Just as it was in the breaking of the bread that the disciples on the road to Emmaus encountered Christ. Each and every time we approach to receive Jesus present under the appearance of unleavened bread and common wine we must allow our eyes to be opened by faith. Our hearts must burn within us and beat high with joy that we will be united with Christ in this most intimate sacrament of the altar, wherein he gives himself to us freely and completely, and wherein he keeps his promise to be with us always. It is during this month of May that first communions are typically celebrated. It is my prayer that during this month all of us, may experience the joy we felt when we made our first communion. And may we never take this most precious gift for granted.